you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Women With Fire podcast. Today is a big day in the life of somebody who I love dearly and who I I'm a huge fangirl of, and who I've sat next to, who I've taught with, who I've brainstormed with. Ah, it's our guest today. I am really, really excited to be sitting across from Kim Stoddard. Hello, Kim. So glad you're here. Hello, hello. I am on fire. Definitely made for this podcast. Woman on fire right here. (laughs) Super excited today. I've seen you in front of groups of women, and I have seen your ideas. And today I like him bursting because I literally, I mean, you're going to hear the paper rustling. I had something come in the mail from you today and I'm dying and I'm showing it to her across the camera. I got your product today in the mail and I'm screaming because (laughs) our listeners are like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) It is in my hot little hands, which I think is going to be one of the biggest game changers game changers for family. Oh my goodness. I'm getting emotional seeing you hold. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. I'm totally holding it. I'm totally holding it. So our poor listeners are like, okay, like get over yourselves and let's hear about this. So Kim has a million things to share. Her whole interview, you're going to want to write down and, and watercolor it and stitch it on pillows and whatever it is. Um, she is a spiritual giant absolute giant. And I've worked with her on a spiritual level and I won't ever forget that experience ever, 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 ever. So grateful for that chance that we had um, to teach together. But I want to start with this product. Okay. You have created something called Loom Journals. You and your team, there are three women as part of the Loom Journals team. And backbone of this, all I'm going to say before I turn it over to you is this is the game changing way to connect with children and to, to, to connect families together. And it is awesome, Kim. So I'm going to turn the time over to you. They're sick of talking to me. This is Sarah Allred. I'm your host. I'm too excited. I didn't even introduce myself. I'm here with Kim. Kim Loom Journals. They launched today on Kickstarter. What is this? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. All the things, all the things, all the feelings. I just, ah, I just truly, truly am so grateful to be able to share this has been, it's been a seed that was planted a, like three years ago and to see it, like to hold the fruits of this, this little seed that was in my heart is I, it's overwhelming and I'm just so grateful to be able to share it. That, it, that it's finally at the point where I can, that I can share the the product. Maybe I'll just back up and tell you how it started. Um, so I have, uh, my, I have four kids, my oldest, her name is Callie and she, ah, 
I'm going to try not to get emotional, <laughs> but she was the reason that, um, this whole thing came about. And when she was about six, six, seven years old, um, you know, it's just so funny. And all of you can relate to this who have children. They have such unique spirits, such unique personalities. And I, I felt, um, she was just a lot more introverted. And as you can tell, I am not introverted. I am very shout, shout everything from the rooftops. Um, but she was so much more quiet. And as she grew older, I kind of saw her just getting a little more quiet. And I serious, like, I wanted to know what was going on in her heart and in her little mind. Like I wanted to know how she was viewing the world and what she was really thinking. We had great conversations, like totally. We had a great relationship. She was just the sweetest, sweetest girl, but very, her, her answers, you know, it was always like, Oh, this was good. And this was great. And we could talk, but I, I just, knew there was more like I, I could just see the wheels turning and it just wasn't natural for her to talk about it so I noticed she would she loved to write she was always from a from a young age she was always loved to write and so I thought you know why don't we just start a journal like we'll just start writing back and forth and so that's what we did we started this this journal and I was truly blown away at the amount that she shared. Like I could ask her these questions and I would get like a sentence or two. I could write them in the journal and I would get pages of her thoughts and her feelings, like exactly what I wanted, like what was going on in her little mind. Um, and I didn't really know the science while I was doing it. Right. Like I was just led to try this and it worked like, amazingly well for our relationship. And so we live on a farm in Idaho. My husband's a potato farmer slash attorney, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) Right. When I first heard that, I was like, wait, what? Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's quite the story in and of itself. But, um, but we, so we moved, we had built a home and we moved and we lost the notebook, like it, which is so heartbreaking. And I still am praying that we find it someday, but so sad, right? Like it was such a treasure. Personal connection. Oh, yes. And you can't recreate it. Like you you could ask the same questions, but it's a totally different Kelly now, you know? So it like still, I hope we find it Sunday. But okay, every listener, prayers to Kim Stoddard. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. Oh. But the problem was that it was like a dollar store notebook. Like it wasn't fancy. And so I'm sure someone just like, you know, we dejunked <laughs> threw away half the house. And so it's like, okay, well, anyway, so that was really the catalyst losing that journal for me to, I felt the Lord, I just felt inspired. I felt the Lord telling me, I don't want you to buy another journal. I want you to create the journal that you know is going to change lives. Like, don't just go buy another journal because you've seen the magic, but you also know what needs to be in here. So let's go do that. 
Um, and I totally like put it off, put it off, put it off until I was at a, a retreat and it was just like lightning, like, yes, it's time. So I, yeah, it was just, it was time. It's time. And so this little idea, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like you guys, I have zero background in business in, um, I got my degree in marriage, family, and human development, which actually plays in really well to the family side, but creating a product was completely, I had zero knowledge. So it was a little overwhelming to say the least. Let me ask you really quick, like what, why does it work? Why does it work? Like you were talking about, these are the answers I wanted. You know, these are the answers I wanted from her because there is not a parent or a neighbor here who's trying to connect and and mother a neighbor or something like that, that doesn't want what you're talking about of what you wanted with your daughter, that doesn't want to know what's going on in their brain. Like there is not a listener out there who is not dying for this kind of connection with their teenager or whoever they've decided to mother at this point in their life. Like what is it about the writing and the prompts and the beautiful way you've put together, like, why does it work? That's such a great question. And to be honest, it's going to work differently for everyone because of the different tools that we've put within the journal. Some aspects are going to, you know, some people are going to gravitate more towards the artistic side, the prompts, the drawings, the, um, the questions, and some are going to draw to, to more what Callie did, just the free writing and the ability to say whatever you want. But here's what's amazing about journaling. Journaling creates a delayed response and a meditative state. So instead of like Callie coming and saying, mom, I feel, and I'm not, this is not what Kelly did, but I'm just going to throw hypothetical. I always have to be super careful not to like, I want her to feel protected. So just so you know, this isn't actually what Kelly said. I'm making this up, but let's say she is scared to come to me and say, I feel horrible in this body that I'm in. I hate my body. I don't have any time to like think up a reaction to that. Like, and it could scare her. It could be the totally wrong one. Like there's no delay. And I mean, you could delay it, but they want to know right there. Okay. But in journaling, if she writes, mom, I hate my body. I don't like the body that I'm in. I have I'm like, that's a safe place for her because no one is going to jump on that. No one is going to freak out. No one's going to get upset or, you know, it's just her being able to express herself in a very safe place. And on the flip side, the parent is also able to respond in a very safe and contemplative place. So they're able to react in the way they want to react, not just reacting on emotion and whatever is coming up at the moment. So it's, I could go, I mean, there's so many elements as to why this is amazing. 
the, the gratitude practice with the, uh, let me, you t- ask me more questions. Cause I could just keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> it is so it really, the tool is unbelievable. And I think, um, one of the services you have provided here is you have done a lot of, you've taken your skill and your training, your experience, your trial and error with your team. I know you've got a team as well that you work with, but you have refined it so that the parent gets to simply engage in it. You know, I mean, they're not trying to think up ways to make their kids speak. Do they, do they want to draw more? Do they want to do more prompts? Do they want to do free writing? Like, like they're not trying to figure out all this stuff. It's like, this will work um, differently. Yes. For every kind of kid and parent combo that you have, but there is something in here for every kind of personality, which is amazing. And I think that's just so incredible that you've put in so much care into this incredible tool that will, that will really bind families together. But the other thing that has struck me as you were just talking, I hadn't thought about this when I was looking through the journal myself, but as you were just talking is this facilitates the spirit in parenting. Totally. Like you're sitting here talking about how, I mean, isn't it, isn't it um, Cubby that teaches us that we need to, we're not supposed to react, right? Or we're, we, we want to act, not react. Is that what he says? I hope I'm saying it correctly. If he doesn't, he should have. have, Right. (laughs) Don't put this in the show notes, right? Because I could be totally off. But about that kind of control and, and providing a safe way, like what, what parent kid relationship what are the chances that a daughter would come to you and 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 talk to you about body issues? It's probably a fairly rare thing. I know that this was a hypothetical, but that's probably a pretty rare thing as much as us as parents are like, oh, I hope she would. I love her. I would never jump on her about that or anything like that. But this has facilitated the spirit on both sides of the conversation with the kid in a meditative state. That just gives me chills. I'm like, yeah, I want my kid to exist in that space. And then the parent being able to be receptive to the spirit. So what, what have you garnered spiritually through this experience on, you know, how, how to facilitate the spirit or how families are connected that way? Like, what is it, what is it facilitated in you? Oh man. Um, honestly, (laughs) this spirit has been an absolutely essential, integral part of everything that we've done at Loom, which is why I'm so grateful for my team. Like I had this idea, but Kim Christensen has, was, she was the first one that I reached out to a good friend from the past, which we could talk about that because hello, pay attention to the people that the Lord is putting in your life. (laughs) every day. Um, but she had already been, she was, she's been an avid journaler from like the age of four, like her mom and her would, her mom would, would write down her voice, like, like whatever she was saying. And her mom would write it for her. Like this woman has studied and researched and lived journaling for her whole life. So that's what drew you to her was this is a journaler, a religious journaler. This, yeah. And honestly, I I didn't even know that about her, to be honest, before we Uh chatted. When I knew that it was time, I obviously spent a lot of time in prayer and wondering how this should come about. And 
she was one of the, I hadn't talked to her in probably 10 years, but her, she, I, I was just like, I've just got to tell Kim about this idea. So one day I called her and I told her, and I know she was really busy. Her Instagram, she does so many great things and she's very, very active in a lot of ways. And I, she's like, Kim, I was fully like ready to say, I'm too busy. Like I can't take anything else on. Like when you told me your story, I, I instantly knew like electricity, electricity through my body. Like I just knew that this was something I need to be a part of. And she's actually the one when we were looking for a designer, I had met Tasha, Kim had not, but we, but when she said her name, I was like, yes, Tasha is another one who has been prepared and been searching to do something meaningful to change lives for her whole career. And she's been doing that. She's been doing it. And, but this was just like tailor-made for her and it, the design, oh, like it's so much more beautiful than I could have ever imagined because of these two women who came in and listened to the spirit and knew that this was it. So back to your original question, (laughs) sorry for the tangent, but your children and the children that we've used these with, there is something we call, like we always say magic because it really feels like that, but they, they are drawn to it they're drawn to it and they feel the beautiful connection within and they feel the spirit. I mean, there's so many aspects of, uh, of this, you know, drawing the heart of the children to their fathers. This is powerful and, and everyone can feel it. Now the, I love so much the connection, you know, to Elijah and connecting hearts and everything like that. So we have a lot of, we call them questers at the women with fire. These are women who have been where your shoes were three years ago that are sitting there and there's an idea and there's a prompting and now what kind of a thing that's kind of the stage that a lot of our questers are in just starting so they're really at this stage in which the prompting is there and this is really amazing what you've done because i'm looking and and i'm actually holding a product in my in my hand and i'm not a product builder not a product designer um all of my uh business ventures have been online right Uh, online classes online teaching mentoring those kinds of things and so i'm looking at this product and I look at products and I think some of my questers can feel my pain when I look at that and I just think, wait a minute, how do you get from A to Z? Like somebody obviously made that for you and (laughs) someone obviously like picked this gorgeous like leather looking cover thing and I mean someone's manufacturing this and I mean, were you scared about this? This is major. This is a major thing to produce a product. Tell me that it was not as bad as you thought it was going to be. Like, what was the process like of actual product creation? Um, it was a really, it was a, it was a really fun, but I will tell you, like once money got involved, that's when it got real for me. Like I'm putting my savings into this seed and I really hope I'm like, okay, now it's real. Like we have to move forward. And I did have, there was a point where it was kind of like, you know, it's always been every, from the very beginning, like just because what the product is and it's the why, right? Like it's not how it's why, like, how did you create this? How did like none, like, I don't know. I just don't, 
really have, I speak so much more to the why, because every time that things got hard or I was up late till three in the morning for five nights in a row, I would just look at what we had done and know that this was supposed to happen. And like, I, I, I just had that fire. And, and if you like you questers, <laughs> if you can find your why, like if you can find that passion and know exactly why you're doing it, everything else will happen. Everything else will fall. You'll find doors will open. And it's just like, like being okay with just that small progression. Because sometimes, you know, remember Elder Bednar's analogy of like sunset or a sunrise versus lightning and how sometimes, and it's so easy to like, look at all these exciting products and things that people are doing and be like, what the heck? Like, how did we just out of nowhere, like, boom, like you said, there's a product in my hands right now. And it's so amazing. But honestly, none of that was lightning. It was all sunrise, small little things, holding weekly calls, holding people accountable for whatever was on our task list. Like having a team was so helpful for that. Um, and so it just, I don't know, I guess it's so, in my mind, it will be different for everyone, but if you can nail down your why, then it's just, keep opening doors and keep walking through them because I just, you know, just take all the opportunities. Like I said, like, look at who the Lord has put in your life already. Just keep moving. You know, I don't know. That's probably not the best. And this is common on the women with fire. You can hear little voices in the back of Kim's microphone. She is a mom. (laughs) She's a mom to four kids and has another kid over there (laughs) right now as we speak. Yes. Um, But this is a really important thing that we are asked about a lot because I think back to like my college days, I wasn't married until after I graduated from BYU. I was like one of the, you know, 6% that survived. (laughs) Anyway, that's a story for a whole other time. Um, When I, when I think about that time, I'm like, God, that was a pretty self-centered cool time of life, right? I mean, college and and getting that education and everything, but you are in a situation in which you have felt prompted and in which your decisions and your quest are going to impact people other than you. This is impacting your kids because it is time away. It is a tired mom when you're up till 3 a.m. This impacts a marriage with time. This impacts finances. Like you said, you're putting your savings into something like this. And I know that we're both good friends with Katie Richardson and she has talked about, um, when, when that big chunk of money had to be paid for something and the impacts that had, like, how have you come to terms with the fact that this is impacting hopefully in a positive way, but sometimes really challenging those that you love um, so dearly, like this is a risk, Kim. Oh, for sure. It's a prompting, but it's also a risk. So how do you talk to questers about promptings and risks? What does that even mean? Yeah, that is such a great question because I think when I first started, I had no clue, right? I didn't know what the risks were. I didn't know how much time it was going to take. I had absolutely no experience. Which is probably good. 
right? Yeah, it probably, it probably is good. It probably is good. But I, I shouldn't say that I had no experience actually, because I had worked on the small seed. Um, I'm sure some of you know the, the blog, the small seed as a team there. And so I had, I had been there for uh, four years. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is sometimes we feel like we're coming at this problem with no experience or, or nothing to learn from. And I, I totally have, can say that, but in reality, if you look back at your sunset, your sunrise, there are little glimpses and sparks all along the way that have prepared you for this moment. And so, I mean, this is something that I've dealt with, dealt with always is, is feeling inadequate and struggling to see what I have to offer. Um, and so I, you know, I've always looked at opportunities just coming from the graciousness of God. And I still feel that way, but I will say that I acted on the sparks, on those little moments, I chose to pursue them. I chose to make the phone call. I chose to ask for help. I chose to dive in. I chose to tell people about it, you know, like whatever was needed. And so I feel like you're never going to know the risks, you know, you, but if you, if you know, I, I'm sorry, I keep going back to this. Why? But I remember talking to Callie specifically about it and being like, Callie, I want to do this for a job, like for a job. Like I want to, I want to create this for, for more people than just our family. And she was like, that's so awesome, mom. And super supportive. You know, my husband, he is so supportive. Does that mean that there's not like conflict and like, Oh, really? Like you have another call, you have another thing, you have another, of course, but we can always go back to the why, to why are we doing this? And it's been really fun to incorporate my kids because this is a project that I can do that. And I can, they have like, I can share experiences with them and tell them like what other kids are saying about it, you know? And so how do we deal with those risks? We just try to offset them with why in the world we're doing it in the first place. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. And it resonates so much with a quote that, that is from Sister Renlund that we constantly talk about here at The Woman With Fire, and that is to have confidence in your course or confidence in your direction. Like no one's life or dynamic or what directions they can take are the same between woman to woman and family to family. And I, right now, as we're recording this, Kim and I are both in the middle of our social media fast, um, as challenged by President Nelson. And man, that has been a huge takeaway for me on how much clarity and momentum I gain when I am not comparing when I'm not surrounded by that all the time. Um, so I really love that you're just saying, look, I've acted on the sparks. I knew where this direction came from. And my why I know is an eternal why. That this will literally save families. This will connect them together. I mean, that is really, really powerful. Just really, really amazing. So as you've gone through your social media fast, you guys actually bumped your Kickstarter to support the social media fast, if I'm not mistaken. Tell I did. What this, you were in the middle of it right now. So tell me what this experience has brought you and your team as you've been doing your social media fast. You know, it was when, it, when President Nelson first 
challenged us. It was kind of like, I, in my mind, I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, this is going to change some things. <laughs> like, how do I follow the prophet and launch, uh, this thing that I've been working for forever. And it's finally, and the problem is like, we had so many things all lined up, like the whole timeline was already done. So to change that meant me emailing a bazillion gajillion people to try to be like, stop, like, can you please reschedule? Can, and who knows? Like they might not, I don't know. I didn't get responses from a lot of them, but we just all felt strongly that this is what we needed to do. And we, we knew we have had experiences in the past. When you follow the prophet, miracles happen. And we have already seen that be true. So, so yeah, it was, um, exciting. And, and, you know, I have to speak though, that there are incredible, wonderful, amazing women who have chosen different ways to honor this fast. This is what we chose for loom. Um, but I just have to honor all of the women who chose in their own spirit, in their own way, how they were going to honor that challenge. And I just feel like that, that was impressed upon me as I thought about what to do and how to do it. I was like, you know what, this is what I think will work for Loom. And this is what I feel led to. But honestly, like I just honor all of the women who are, are doing whatever they feel prompted to do in this challenge sphere. That's fantastic. It, it's confidence in your direction. You don't need, be, need to be looking left and right to figure exactly. it out. You look inward and you look heavenward. What is your direction? Hey, you surprise new little shout out today. We have a new sponsor for today's podcast and we had to throw it in right now because it's super time sensitive. So this podcast today is sponsored by Loom Journals. Their Kickstarter literally launched today, October 23rd. And for the next 48 hours, you can get a special early bird price on these incredible journals that promise to connect your family through connective journaling. They are unreal. I have one. I use it. It is so powerful. And you, for the next 48 hours, if you can go to their Kickstarter link, which is in the show notes of this podcast, you'll be able to save 15 bucks per journal. Big deal, people. So we're so glad to have Loom Journals sponsoring us today on the podcast. And that is much of what I've seen as I've looked into your Loom journals and how this works, why people will love it and everything. And I just wanted to read something from the little insert that comes with the Loom journal. And then I want to ask you a question about it. Um, this is just a little snippet of what comes with the journal. You says, your Loom journal will allow you to slow down and give off-screen one-on-one attention to your child in a way that will fit easily and beautifully into your lives. This journal is a safe place for both of you to ask questions, write openly about your fears, dreams, and struggles, and make memories together. Now, I think this is the question I want to pose, and I think I know the answer to this, but I want to introduce people to this incredible thing you've created that are not holding it in their hands like I'm lucky to be doing right now. And that is, is this parent to child and child to parent, or is this mainly child to parent? Does that make sense? Like, makes, yeah, 
No, no, no. And I love the question. I love it so much because it is 100% together, like combined. We chose the word loom because a loom is a tool that weaves and connects threads to create a beautiful tapestry. The loom journal is a beautiful tool to weave and connect experiences and hearts and soul to create a beautiful relationship. So it is 100% both sides weaving this together and working through it together. This is a moment of vulnerability for mom too. Oh, yes. And, and you will be challenged because it will ask you some difficult questions just like it will your child. And you might not maybe want to open up so much as to some of the, like, it is, it is amazing. It truly is. And the other thing that I was going to say is at the end of the journal, we have a keepsake section. And that is a place that is specifically just for the parent to write to the child. So it's things like, how do I think you'll change the world? What gifts do I see in you? What do I want you to remember when things are hard? There's a whole section of those type of prompts that you are able to fill and to, to, <laughs> it's just so awesome. So then the very end, the send off to finish your journal, it is a letter from the parent to the child. And so it's a, it's whatever you want to write. So there's these beautiful prompts and then to finish it, you just speak from your heart and then you get volume two. <laughs> Keep going. You just, you just went into my next question. Talk, <laughs> tell us. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Of course we have more journals in mind, different types, different, uh, there, there's our, like, this is something that we plan on creating for a very long time. And we can't wait to tell you more about that. So just know that this is so that we can be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Super cool. Now this is a really, I mean, oh gosh, my brain's just going a million miles an hour of where these journals can go. As I know your brain has already gone those millions of miles. But one of the things that I, I kind of love about this is when you talk about the safety of the journaling experience. And I, I think that, man, having mom being vulnerable or dad being vulnerable, I know it's parent to child. It's like, woo, okay, how much do I say? This is exciting. I'm so glad you said dad too, because these are, we we designed it to be gender neutral. We want dads and boys to dive into this just as much, sometimes if not more than girls and moms. Like this is for the men and boys as well. Please, please, please know that. (laughs) Yes. And I, I'm terrible because I'm like, I know our listeners are female. So I automatically assume these are moms and kids, but it is very much gender neutral. And what a powerful thing this will be for my husband and my boys and my husband and my daughter to be experiencing. Now, now tell me this, how does it function in the way, um, is this supposed to be a tool that will open conversations Like, let's say I'm driving my kid to piano and I've got her alone in the car for 30 minutes and I've read her journal about something personal. Do you recommend that the parent really tries to keep some of those deeper things just within journaling and just within writing? Or what do you recommend? I mean, I know that there's probably no steadfast rule, but is there a safety in it that it's like, look, I'm not going to call you out on this if we're in the car? Or do you feel like this is the perfect opportunity to try and open up 
actually verbally? I love that question so much because, um, well, so one of the things that comes with your journal and maybe you've seen it, but is a little beautiful little teal book with gold foil. It's the loom prompt book and every journal gets one and it actually fits perfectly in the pocket of your, there's a pocket in the back cover to keep like little keepsakes and things. And the little prompt book fits perfectly in that little thing. However, like Tim's little boy has been carrying around his prompt book for days. Like he loves his little prompt book. And that's what's so beautiful about this is they're opening conversations everywhere. The prompt book is full of prompts, um, all kinds, serious, silly, funny, crazy, but it also has a lot of examples of powerful affirmations. I don't know if we've hit on this yet, but there's a section in your journal where you write affirmations for your child and for you as well. So I know sometimes when people are not maybe as familiar with affirmations, it might be a little bit, I don't really know the word there. Unfamiliar. It'll just feel unfamiliar. unfamiliar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we've created a bunch of examples in the prompt book as well. So it is like, we created it specifically as a fun little tool that you can take with you anywhere, or you can put on your kitchen table, or you can keep it in your car, or you can just put it in your journal for times when you're like, I don't really know what to write right now. There's a million options. So You've thought of everything. <laughs> That's the reality. You have an answer for everything. <laughs> I don't know about that. Really, like Kim and Tasha have thought of everything. They are truly amazing. And but yeah, we this is just a catalyst for opening communication everywhere. And we believe in you as parents. You'll know when that's right. Well, isn't it so fascinating that, um, and, and I apologize for not being more prepared. I literally opened this journal 40 minutes because it came in the, in the mail today before we I'm recorded. I'm so glad so, it did. <laughs> I'm so glad it's here, but I also feel somewhat unprepared and in not knowing every detail yet. But um, one of the things that is so fascinating to me is I'm hearing you talk about, look, we trust you parents and here are some ideas and here are some examples and go after it. And yeah, talk and all this kind of stuff is when I listened to the youth fireside with President Nelson, it was almost like this is the new law of parenting. That this that we expect great things, and from our from our kids, and that we're not just filtering and hiding and covering and 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 uh, you know every evil in the world from our kids. That that there is so much faith that we are passing on to them and trust in them. I mean, this really. I mean, the hope of Israel. I just get teary every time I sing that song now because I think of what our youth are becoming as really this this hope of Israel that President Nelson has mentioned, and this journal fits that because it it allows parents to express mistakes. It allows kids to express worry and, and concerns and doubt and unsurety and, and victories and imagination. And I mean the whole thing, but I just love how it welcomes the whole life experience, the whole life experience, not just the victories and, yes. and incredible moments, but it really helps cradle 
and connect. And so I don't even know what my question is for you, but I'm just blown away. Well, let me, yeah, yeah, no. Something that was, when you were saying that, like the whole gamut, that was something that was really important to us, especially uh, all of us, all of us. And Kim Christensen, I don't know. So if you haven't, the, in the beginning of the, the journal, you have a how-to page and it takes you, your first your first action is to sit down with your child and to read the story of the loom. And Kim Christensen, well, everything is very much like a team, but she wrote this beautiful, almost parable-esque story very about a young boy. Yes, about a young boy who has these experiences. I don't want to give it all away, but as he's having these experiences, he's picking up threads and not all of them are happy. Some are because or some are dark threads and some are yellow and some are blue. And he's picking up all of these experiences along his journey. And then he goes home and he's like, mom, look what happened. Like I found all these, all these threads. And she takes him. I like, don't know if I want to tell this, <laughs> but she takes him to the loom and teaches him to weave. And she has experiences. She has dark threads and happy threads and all the colors. And so does he. And they weave those together to create understanding and they create that tapestry. And that is what, that's the symbolism of the loom. Just exactly what you said, bringing all the experiences, good, bad, hard, ugly, all of it and bringing it here and weaving them together to create something unbreakable. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How has this happened? Just- you have to read the story. You have to read the story because I did not do it justice. It is absolutely beautiful. Well, and it's very appropriate after <laughs> experiencing conference and he'll be hearing both Elder Bednar talk about yes. Yeah, and then Elder uh, Suarez. Yes, yes. Talk yes. About the river, I'm we like, were like texting like mad, like oh, said that, like he said a rope is a tool that we like of like we were just like ah, all of us texting like this is <laughs> the stars have aligned, stars have aligned. And that is such the beauty of it. I think that we have done better as, as, as parents and as family members and as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we've done better at honoring all kinds of threads and the purpose that they serve. Like I'm just picturing that little boy and I love that mom has dark threads and he has dark friends and mom has glittery threads and he has bright threads. And we we honor and respect all of those as the mortal experience. All of them. We're doing all part of the tapestry. Yep. Oh, Kim, you're just a wonder. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a personal question. I'm going to put you on the spot because I haven't prepared you. Okay. <laughs> um, aside from the journal, we clearly were all buying journals today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's on Kickstarter today and, and we can get you all that info. But what have you learned? about you through this experience? I don't want to hear about the journal. I love the journal. But what have you learned through God about you through this experience? Oh my goodness. It has been such a humbling experience. I have gone through so many 
I, like I shared before, you know, feeling inadequate um, for the task has been something that I've had to face over and over again. And my, like what I've had to literally write in my heart is Alma 37, six, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass and small means in many instances, does confound the wise. Like this is just a journal. It's, 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 it seems so small. I'm just a girl that lives on a potato farm in Idaho. Like what, what business do I have starting a company or creating something like this? Or like, I can't really think about it, to be honest. Like I just have to move forward. And, but I, I've clung to that, that like, yep, these are little things and that's okay. I am a little person and that's okay. You have found power and and confidence through the daily phone calls or the daily meetings or the little technical things you do in the day. You've gained confidence through those small efforts. And I have felt the Lord's hand in every detail. And truly, I am a vessel. I feel as though I am a vessel like this really has nothing to do with me. What does, now now that the Kickstarter has started, what does your husband think? <laughs> okay, I, you guys, Jason is the most, I mean, I can't, he is the most Christ-like man in the whole world. And he, but he absolutely hates attention. Like he hates. So I should interview him next. Like, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) For sure. Like he doesn't have an Instagram account. He doesn't like when, so that we did the filming of the video here at our house on our farm. And that was so like awkward. He just, Everything about him being on film, he was just like, oh. So he is my number one supporter in every way except for, like, being a face <laughs> or, like, having having any sort of, like, oh, he's so funny. But, but truly, like, he is so excited. You know, he sees our kids and he, when, he just, he loves it. He, he, I think, you know, it's funny because when it started, it was just kind of like, oh, like, go ahead. Like, you know, I I had done the small C for a long time. He's used to me kind of doing things just to, you know, better myself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so he's like used to that. And so when the loom came and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to, you know, try to do this. And he's like, awesome. You'll do, you'll do so great. And then it's like, um, Hey, I need, some money. And then, it, you know, we're kind of like, where should we take it from? And like, thank heavens. He's just such a generous, wonderful person that, that wants to like, he always was so inspired by president Hinckley, like giving Marjorie wings to fly. I feel like he, yes. he mirrors that and is, is very just, you know, like, yeah, do it. Go. And, and, and what, <laughs> what other period of the world have women had more opportunities to, to totally, you know, totally. you just take yeah. a step back and you go, how did I score the chance to live now? Cause it's oh, totally just phenomenal. hundred percent. Yep. 
Oh, I love that. Well, one of my great takeaways from you, um, because I think when people go to your Kickstarter page, see your video, they hold this journal that is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever held in my hands. <laughs> this is going to look like a really unreachable big thing that you've accomplished. And I think, I hope those sweet listeners, even that one listener that just says, I can't do something that big because I'm a small person. I hope you hear Kim. I hope you hear Kim because there is so much power in the day to day small stuff. So much power. So what, there is. what would you say to that one listener? I know we got one that, that all <laughs> that they can see is the big thing that they can't do. Oh, sister. Yes. I was there and I lived that. And I guess my message would be to find joy in the progression and watch for those sparks. Like understand that it's a sunrise experience. Um, just like motherhood, you know, motherhood is such a sunrise experience. It's those small sparks of growth and progression. Like I remember my oldest, like plunking out little notes on the piano and now she's playing gorgeously. Like it's, you just, please like find joy in those small and simple things. Like just find joy in the experience because I promise you, even if you were, if you did not find joy in that, and then you had a lightning experience, it wouldn't be as joyful as it could be. You know, like you have to be able to find joy in those small and simple things in order to fully appreciate the magnitude of like if loom journals just like fell in my lap, I would not appreciate the value that it truly has. So just love the progression, find joy in it. And what I love and something Michelle and I chant often is that the Lord will move mountains for one person. He will inconvenience a lot of people. He will throw a lot of people in your path to help one single person. And I think of Kim feeling like she's this small town girl in Idaho with a whole bunch of potatoes around her. <laughs> what business do I have doing this? And truthfully, you know, the loom thing's going to turn into a million dollar gig. It probably will. But guess what? I think that the Lord is most thrilled that you have gained wings and confidence. That's where he's the most excited. <laughs> and I know, I'm like, would the Lord put Kim through three years of ideas and struggle and Kickstarter and production and manufacturing and finding a team and building and yes, rewarding things just to help her gain wings and confidence. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? He will do it for each and every one of us. I, there is nothing special or unique about me other than the fact that I'm a daughter of God. And so are each and every one of you. So he will move mountains for you as well. I love it. I love it. Kim, you've been amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm so I love you, Sarah. thrilled. I'm just dying to start this with my first kid. Um, one technical question quick. Is this Christian based? Is this Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints based? Is this, tell us how this functions as far as religion. 
We created this journal for everybody, for any parent and child. There are quotes by President Hinckley and a few, because hello, weave yourself into the grand tapestry. We had to use that quote. Um, but yeah, no, this is for any parent and any child. It's something that you could give to someone and feel 100% comfortable that they would have no, like that you would have no ulterior motives. Like it's, it is what it is for every person. Fantastic. Fantastic. I know that's a question we're going to get. So I'm like, oh, I've got to tackle it now. That's great. For sure. For so sure. just in closing, um, because you're sort of at the be at the beginning of something really awesome, some fruitful, fun things happening um, through a long journey, what do you have just a general message for women, women of faith, women who have faith? What is your general message to them to close out your podcast? You can do it. I, I have 100% faith in you and in the Lord. Find joy in your progression. Find joy in your ministry and do it. You can do this. You can do it. And if you need a cheerleader, call me, message me. I will, I would love to be your cheerleader. <laughs> she is a good one. She has been my cheerleader on a number of occasions. I'm so grateful for her. So Kim, we're so thrilled we could have you here on the Women With Fire podcast. Um, I know people are dying to hear what what in the, they want to see what we've been talking about for the past hour. So here are the ways to connect with the Loom Journals as well as Kim herself. So Kimberly's got her own Instagram. Um, so her handle is Kimberly N as in Ninja Stoddard, S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D. We'll put that in the show notes. And then when you're ready to connect with Loom Journals, the Kickstarter literally started today, the same day that this podcast launches. So if you want to make sure that you can get the link to that, the link will be updated as soon as it's live. Uh, they're in iTunes for the podcast and then find them on Instagram. Their handle is Loom Journals. Make sure it's plural. Loom Journals and you can connect with her. And she is not kidding. If you want to message her, she will totally cheer you on and get you started um, to make your vision happen. So thank you so much for being with us, Kim. You are simply the best. Thank you, Sarah. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.